childhood memories, teenage mishaps, adult mayhem, dreams dreamt, and lessons learned along the way, we all have a story. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, middle grade fantasy and nonfiction storyteller. Join me each week on Storyteller Station as I talk with storytellers of all kinds about their creative process, lessons they have learned, and how stories can help us heal and grow. Hope to see you there on Storyteller Station. Welcome back to Storyteller Station, friends. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is a beautiful, sunny, breezy day in Illinois. It is open window weather, and I love it. I hope you are experiencing refreshing open window weather wherever you are as well. Today, uh, there's just so much that I want to tell you and so much I want to share with you, but I will start by saying coming soon (laughs) is my father's debut book. This is his first, the first book he's written. It is a memoir of his time, of his faith journey, really. And so I had the pleasure of editing and formatting and just helping to design this work. And I have revealed the cover on Facebook and have also revealed the cover on Instagram. You can find me both places at Sarah Fenlin Falk. And um, soon I'm gonna actually have his book up on my website to show it off a little bit to sarahfenlinfalk.com. So that is coming out. Also in June, I will be re-releasing Finding Myself Facing Cancer and Keeping It Together, A Patient's Companion Through Decision-Making Workbook. So I am also going to be releasing for the first time ever Finding Myself Facing Cancer on audiobook. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get this out to you. As most of you know, June is a very important month for me. June 2nd is my wedding anniversary. Yay! 14 years this year. Love you, Pete. And um, that's such a celebration for me. I I'm happily married, y'all, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for that. And June 2nd is also my um, gosh, this year it's going to be 28, 26 or 28 years. I have to count. Um, bone cancer free anniversary. So that is obviously an amazing date for me. June 22nd is my breast cancer anniversary, and that will be four years breast cancer free this year. So I just have a lot to celebrate in June and I'm really excited to just bring all of these creations to you to make them available. First, the Ordinary Guy, Extraordinary God memoir that my father wrote will be coming out in June, date to be announced at a later time. 
And then at the end of the month, hopefully for June 22nd, I'll be releasing the audiobook version of Finding Myself Facing Cancer and then re-releasing with some updates, um, Finding Myself Facing Cancer in book form, print form, and then also keeping it together, a patient's companion through decision-making. So look for those fun works coming soon. Today, I have a really fun conversation I want to share with you. I was able to speak with the author of Slug Queen Chronicles, none other than Sasha Thomas. And I'll tell you what, friends, when I talk to these authors, I always end up leaving the, the conversation with more questions for them. So I would imagine that some of the authors you're hearing from these days, I'll actually need to, to get back on the horn with because um, if I have more questions, then chances are you may have more questions as well. So we might just have to get these, these fun friends back on the show at a later date. But for now, I hope you enjoy the following conversation with... Sasha Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited that you are all listening today because I have a very special guest. I have S.O. Thomas, and she is has very kindly agreed to talk with me today. I want to read a little bit about her. I was searching her on the internet and found her on readsy.com. And I talked with you a little bit about Readsy um, before my last interview and how much I like Readsy. Um, so here's a little bit about Sasha Thomas, and then we'll get into the conversation. With her infectious energy and a penchant for the peculiar, no one has ever accused S.O. Thomas of being mundane. She lives on the edge of a haunted forest in a small town in Massachusetts with her husband, their two cats, and her real-life gremlin. Welcome to Storyteller Station, Sasha. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for agreeing to talk. Um, so I have to ask right off the bat, a real-life gremlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know if you're familiar with the, the movie Gremlins. Um, yes, cult classic from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced the creator of that movie had a Pekingese. Ah. Because I have a Pekingese, and he reminds me so much of those cute, little terrifying little (laughs) yes I do well hopefully um your Pekingese isn't blowing things up in the microwave or anything (laughs) he gets up he gets up to mischief with our cat well oh my goodness (laughs) he does a little bit of terrorizing of his own yeah (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to talk to you because you just had a book released, The Slug Queen Chronicles, mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited to hear more about that. So can you tell us a little bit about that book before we even dive into like all of the, you know, the questions that I 
typically will ask. I want to hear about the Slug Queen Chronicles. Um, so it's pretty much about a 12-year-old girl who has always known she was different. Um, she sees colored dust that's connected to her senses. Mm. And she always thought that she was the only one. But then her father gives her a journal from her mom. Um, and she realizes that her mom saw the dust too. Mm. So the story kind of kicks off with that. And she follows something that her mom wrote about in the journal and discovers that tooth fairies are real after one kidnaps her little brother. Wow. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> so then it's, is it the, the entire book? I have not read the book yet. I have listened to snippets of the, um, the audio book, which is fantastic, by the way. And it, this is the adventure of this girl, Cricket, mm-hmm. um, finding her brother. Yes. Awesome. Well, we don't want to give too much away, right? Maybe she <laughs> finds him, maybe she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would love to hear, you know, what, when did you start writing? What, what kind of brought you to this? place of storytelling um so I think I think the best way to describe that is I had this t-shirt in high school and it said I live in my own little world but it's okay they know me here Mm -hmm. um and I think that's how it's been for as long as I can remember I kind of create things in my head um so I've been a storyteller for as long as I can remember I just didn't write them down Hmm. Um, I love that. So when did you decide to start writing? Um, seriously, I think like seriously trying to finish a book was in 2015. I did NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was doing though. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got maybe like four or five chapters in and I wasn't like completely sold about what I'd written um and I was just writing for myself at that point but I had posted um a snippet of chapter one on my Facebook page and my brother-in-law who's not really a reader he read it and he was like please tell me you're gonna finish this because I want to see what you know how it unfolds and what happens next Nice. And that's when I realized, wait a second, people might actually like what I write. Yes. That's awesome. So then when did you start writing um, the Slug Queen Chronicles in earnest? I think I started it um, Camp Nano. So I think it was April of the following year. It's like April 2016. Okay. And you've done a lot with this. Um, since you completed it, because you've got audiobook, Kindle version, you've got the print in paperback and hardback. Yep. And you've, I mean, there's been some really awesome reviews on your book as well. I was really excited to see that for you. Thank you. Yeah. I know when 
the Kirkus review came in, like, I couldn't even open the email. My husband had to read it first. <laughs> and it was, I was terrified. It, and it was literally a raving review. I, that's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. But I could, I could just only imagine like, okay, I can't even look. <laughs> I know. I was trying to read his face and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. So I'm going <laughs> to. Right. It was nerve-wracking so he didn't read it out loud to you he he just read it to himself first oh gosh (laughs) I think he was trying to read the whole thing just to know if there was anything bad right right okay now you have to put it on um your website because I'm looking for it right now because I wanted to read the excerpt from it and I'm seeing a lot of different reviews, but not the Kirkus review. But that's okay, because look at this. I mean, you have so many wonderful reviews of this work. So it's really exciting. I'm so excited to read it and happy for you. Thank yeah. You. So as you, you finally decided to take your writing seriously, you decided to share it with, with others. Do you have a a particular mission in the in the story you're telling or a particular readership that you're trying to reach um I like I think that I like writing for kids because I know how much books helped me at that age Mm. um I don't know if it's weird to say but books were like my friends when I was in middle school yeah So I think my mission is to write books for the kids who feel unseen. Mm. So like the shy kids, the kids who are bullied, the kids who struggle with communication and fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. So that they can have friends too, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Also, they know that there are other kids out there going through the same thing. Yes. Right. And so Cricket thinks she's the only one that's seeing these colors so she feels very isolated or excluded maybe yeah she's always felt different but one of the more like I think the most important thing that I wanted um the readers to see was that even though she feels different she has a best friend um and she actually says her best friend says that's probably the weirdest I don't remember the exact quote, but she says something like, um, you're the only one that I know who would do this. And it was something really strange and Cricket kind of goes silent. Like, I thought you said that you like that. And she's like, exactly. That's why I like you. Cause you're Aww, yeah, that's beautiful. So then it, Cricket probably has some healing happening throughout the story and so you're you're hoping to kind of communicate that like you you're special in a good way (laughs) this is a good thing this is a good thing yeah (laughs) so the thing that makes her different you know the way that she sees this colored dust is the thing that gives her what she needs to be the hero and to save the day yes that's awesome. So it's because of who she is. Yes. That that allows her to be the hero. Exactly. Beautiful. 
So from idea, because you had this idea a while ago, from idea to NaNoWriMo and then saying, okay, well, that didn't really work. I need to kind of revamp my process. Can you tell us a little bit about what your story making process is like now? Um, It's a lot different now than it was then. And I think the problem that I had back then was that I edited as I went along. Oh, yes. (laughs) It took me two and a half years to get from chapter one to the end. Right. So that was not a a good plan. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I've forced myself to just write and I can fix it later. I'll go back and reread like the last page that I wrote just so that I can remember where I am, but I don't let myself fix it because I get, I tend to get stuck, especially with like, for me, word choice is really important. Mm -hmm. And if I know that there is a word and I can't think of that word, I might sit there for like 20 minutes going through the source. Like, what is that word I'm looking for? It's like, I could have spent that time writing. Right. Right. (laughs) It's like, you know, that the first draft is not going to be pretty but at least you get the story out and then you can fluff it up later. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. So then you, once you get your first draft done, do you go through and do your own edits a couple times before you have someone else edit it? Or what is your, what's the process once you have your first draft? Um, I think that I go through and make sure that it's, there aren't any plot holes and everything is kind of where I need it to be. Like I know that they talk about like the beats mm-hmm. and whatnot that everything. Mm-hmm. And then I use beta readers. Nice. Yeah. And they kind of pinpoint the problem areas and I know where to start my revision plan. Nice. And then it's revision and design. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So have you um, ever considered a traditional publishing route? Are you strictly independently published? What is that like for you? Ideally, I think I'd like to be a hybrid author. So doing both indie and traditional. Okay. So those are some goals. Yeah. What do you like about the independent? Um, well, I'm technically an independent designer, like fashion designer, and I like the freedom that it gives me. Yeah. So I kind of carried over everything that I learned about marketing myself from fashion to writing. Um, there are a lot of parallels, so. I like that I'm in control of, for example, I got to choose the illustrator and my illustrator is amazing. Like I can't sing her praises Mm -hmm. enough. (laughs) And I'd never, I'd never have, sorry, my cat just jumped. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, pet me. Um, I would never have worked with her on this if I had been, uh, if I'd gone the traditional route. 
Right. And I can't imagine the story with somebody else's illustrations because she she captured the essence of everything that I wrote. Yeah, perfectly. It's it the illustrations are amazing. And yeah. you so you are on Instagram. I think that's where I saw, is that correct? Instagram? Where you were sharing like at, prior to the release you were sharing some of the illustrations and yeah really great so how did you get how did you get in contact or find your illustrator i was actually a fan of hers when i was in high school wow um we connected on deviant art and when I started writing this, I was like seeing it in her artistic style. And I was like, oh my gosh, how amazing would it be if she was interested in working on this with me? And I sent her a message. It was probably a little too long, but <laughs> um, she responded and she was very interested. And she said she wanted to read it. And I know the illustrators don't usually read the story first. They they work more on like the notes that they're given by the creative directors and whatnot, but she actually read the whole thing. Oh, that is awesome. I think it, I think it in the pictures. So yeah, she really understands the story. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So now that you've got the slug queen chronicles out, what is next for S O Thomas? Um, I have this problem where I get super excited about a new idea, but then I get hit with another new <laughs> idea, and then I've got like ten ideas, and I'm like, I don't know which one. Oh, to I do. feel your pain. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> so I'm trying to pick one right now. I know that I should probably start book two, and I have it plotted. But I feel like I need a break from the Slug Queen just for a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever write short, like short stories or anything? Um, so the other book that I have out is called Hashtag Graveyard Challenge. Oh, that's and right. Technically, that's a short story. Yes. I remember that. I, I had seen that and I did remember that. But um, so th at first when I looked at that, I thought it was a collection, but it's not. It's it's part of a larger series. Oh, OK, sure. So the hashtag so graveyard challenge five. is book five in the Fright Vision series. OK, yes. very good. But you can buy it individually. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So really it looks like children's fantasy mythology is kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah. I think it's it's like fantasy slash horror. Okay, yeah. Because I like I like both of those genres equally and I find it hard to do one without the sure. other. Sure. And I, see, for me, I, I hear you say that, and I'm like, man, I think it would be hard to 
decide what's appropriate if you're writing horror for kids you know yeah well the fright <laughs> the fright vision series is all about spooky middle grade okay um and if you if you read through the reviews you'll see that kids think that some are more spooky than the other than some others but my my little brother was 12 i think when i started um the Slipping Chronicles. Oh, okay. And him, him and his best friend loved spooky stories, and they were like, the scarier the better. Uh-huh. And I was surprised by that, because I was like, I would think that, you know, parents wouldn't want their kids reading the spooky stories, but I feel like there's a balance where it's just spooky enough. Sure. And then it sounds like you you found that balance. Yeah, you're like, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so currently you are you're looking for or trying to decide on a new project. And so if people want to kind of keep track of you and find out what's coming next when you know what's coming next, where is the best place for people to find you? and find out more about your works and yeah, what's coming next. I think it would probably be Instagram. So at Ichigo Black Books on Instagram. Okay. And that for those who have not heard that name yet, it's I C H I G O Black Books. And you can also go on IchigoBlackBooks.com and read more about um, S O Thomas. And it looks like there's a place to contact and to see the books and to read the reviews and a blog-ish, I see. (laughs) That's cute. It's It's coming. coming. It's coming. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything that I did not ask you that you would really like to share? Um, I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I'm really excited i you know i am not a horror reader but this story i have to tell you is very intriguing to me and you know i think you did a beautiful job of packaging it and marketing it and so i i'm definitely intrigued i'm willing to cross genres just to get a hold of your book <laughs> Well, I'm again, I thank you so much for taking time to talk with us and to share a bit about your story. And I would love to uh, talk with you again later if you would be interested. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Well, take care. And especially in the midst of all of this, um, this illness going around, I just I wish you well. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Sasha Thomas. If you have more questions about her, do look her up. Do search for Slug Queen Chronicles. Do read it. Do buy it. It would be fantastic. And... If you do enjoy this podcast, please head over to iTunes, give a five-star rating, and leave a happy little comment. I'd love to hear from you. 
in the meantime, between now and the next episode of Storyteller Station, my friends, I hope that you create something great. Anything you create is great. Just keep that in mind. And if you want to catch up with me or stay in touch, please visit sarahfenlandfalk.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram at sarahfenlandfalk.com. 